What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. How you doing, bro? It's been like what ten days since we last recorded. So yep. we're a little hey, bit off schedule. Little off, so, yep. Little off, but time to get back on. And there is a lot to uh, get on about. There's That's what I was about to say. Happening we this week, it's have insane. a lot to talk about. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Um, first things first. Obviously, all of our news, and that's actually most of like what is probably going to take a little bit. So we'll obviously get to like our episode content here but you know like you said there's a lot to talk about so we'll cover all that here first um starting off with uh drake and kanye free larry hoover concert that was five days four days ago now yeah so since when we're recording this this thursday yep thursday december 9th um you didn't watch it live did you have a chance to watch like the whole i did it's on it's all over youtube like everything like yeah it i uh was kind of blown away you know you know mm-hmm. I, I expected Kanye to go all out because you know his yeah. uh his Donda shows were very over the top but you know I thought he had a lot of really cool set pieces that he used during the show and I was really impressed by Drake on 24 man 24 hours that was mm-hmm. good that was actually so good you yeah so <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my take on everything because I watched it live so like yep. I was actually on prime video like um at night and it, it went pretty late because obviously they started like an hour late yeah, and even in then, typical Kanye fashion. Yeah, I mean, they spent the first thirty minutes with Sunday Service anyway, doing their like um, little intro and Bro, then, I love Sunday Service, man. Yeah. I always watch that though. Yeah, and then they got uh, Drake and Kanye out there, so it wasn't both of them on together at the same right. time for the most part, right? So it was, and one important thing to note here is because I'm gonna reference this again, and it's actually an important consideration. This concert was Kanye with special guest Drake, which is why right. you had. Like 75% Kanye, 25% Drake was kind yeah. of the ratio that you got. And, and Kanye even said, he's like, this is my first concert, like official concert in five years. And that's what yeah. it was marketed as. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, good for him because uh, the Donda listening parties were a bit weird in the sense that like he, he was kind of playing like a weird role as like this enigma kind of on stage, mm-hmm. right? Because he had the mask on, wasn't showing his face. It was definitely part of the art, but uh, it was not a concert by any means because he was not performing anything. He was just right. kind of letting it play and then like vibing with the music. Um, but this time he was actually performing. Like, he was his face was visible. Um, he had the free Larry Hoover gear on, obviously, and he kind of went through like a victory lap of all of his like classics, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. he started out with Jesus Walks, and then he kind of went through chronologically the hits off of his albums right you know eventually we get to graduation he did a lot of the hits off of that he did all the lights from dark fantasy he did black skinhead uh say you will off 808s he didn't even perform donda that much to be honest right i mean he opened with praise god and then he let hurricane play like towards the end but um and then he did come to life obviously but yeah donda was not even like the big focus there so he kind of did like his victory lap or whatever um and then he also did Find Your Love, which is Drake's song. So it was nice. They, they kind of did one swap, right? Mm-hmm. Kanye did Find Your Love. And then when he brought Drake on, Drake performed Kanye's song 24, yeah, right? 24. Which was a really great performance by Drake. Um, but, you know, Drake was criticized a lot on Twitter. And I think it's valid a little bit just in the sense that, like, Kanye did all his classics. And then Drake just came out pretty much doing exclusive CLB. CLB. Um, nothing earlier than 2020, actually. Right. He, he also did, like... Uh, Life is good, and then he did um, "Laugh Now, Cry Later," right? Uh, which were both singles from last year. Um, and this is the part where I wanted to bring up about the Drake or Kanye featuring Drake part, right? Because I I don't know what the uh, there's a lot of different theories out there, right? Obviously, one big thing is like, and you know, people 
it was obvious people were going to compare the two, right? Who performed better, right? You know, oh, right. Um, inevitably going to happen. Um, but that shouldn't take away from the purpose of the event, which was for like prison reform, like benefit. Right, right. right. Um, and I, which I think it definitely accomplished what they wanted to. I mean, they definitely raised a ton of money with this event. Um, right. I even heard the federal government was uh, looking into it or commented on it. So right. They definitely got people noticing. Yeah, they got the attention. And I mean, they put $10 million into it, right. which it cost right. more than Super Bowls, I think, for, for a lot of the case. Uh, so it was definitely a huge deal. I had a couple of friends who were there. They said it was awesome. Uh but yeah, um, inevitably you were going to get this discussion between the two because these are like, you know, two of the greatest artists of the past like 10, 20 years, right? So you're going to get the yeah. comparisons. Um, if we're just looking at it like, you know, tit for tat, obviously Kanye had the better overall performance, right? Like, right. Not but it was a Kanye that. concert. But it was a Kanye oh, concert. I, yeah. yeah. So you're reading, you're yeah, reading yeah, my yeah. mind right now. So there was a lot of discussion that people were like, you know, maybe Drake intentionally did not do like a whole run of his classics just because he didn't want to take the focus away from Kanye. Right. Right. Um, so because he was just a guest appearance. So he wanted to kind of like stay in his own lane a little bit. Um, my theory is just that he just likes those songs better at this point. Right. No, Kanye is just a very different artist in that sense. Like Drake hasn't performed his old stuff extensively in years. Yeah. And I just think he feels more comfortable doing his newer stuff. And I mean, as the artist, it's up to him, right? You know, <laughs> we're not going to be able yeah. to control that. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, there's interviews with Kendrick where like really recent interviews where people ask him, like, oh, what's your favorite album you've made? And his answer is all like, damn. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, yeah. like as a hardcore fan, like the hardcore fans don't love that album as much as like to Pimple Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad mm-hmm. City. But for him, an artist, like that's what's on his mind. That's right. why it's the newest music. And, you know, like that's what's most pertinent to him. Yeah. So I feel like it's probably the same thing with Drake, right? Like he's performing it because that's what's most relevant to him right now. It's, it's what he's going through and feeling like expressing. So I can't knock him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't get the hate. Yeah, but I mean, watching it, it was admittedly a little disappointing. And I was, I was actually um, like on the PlayStation party chat with some friends while mm-hmm. watching. And they were all like, yo, what is Drake doing? Right. Like, <laughs> isn't that Kanye performed all the classics and Drake's over here doing Girls Want Girls? Sure. Yeah. There yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was okay. a little bit, a lot of that. And, you know, Drake's going to get criticized for whatever he does. So like, you know, on Twitter, you're going to see the next day. You're going to see the slander, you know, that that was going to be there. But I mean, the crowd was into it regardless, right? Every song, Uh they were yelling the lyrics, you could hear it. Um, And he had some great transitions. Like, I think the order and with the songs that he went, it worked really well. Um, And shout out to Mike Dean, too, by the way. He was doing his thing there. He was was doing the mixing? He was doing the mixing, yeah, of course. Any Kanye, you know, you're going to get Mike Dean. So, all in all, great performance. Um, And I guess, great to see... I think the biggest takeaway for me is I'm glad to see Kanye back, like in a comfortable in space yes. again, right? In form. Yeah. And he was at Rolling Loud too, you know, Future brought him out and he went through like a little 15 minute run. Um, and he looked like the old Kanye in a lot of ways. Right. And, right. You know, he's 44. So that, you know, his energy that he's bringing to the performances, it's impressive. Cause like, that's not young, you know, he's not, he's not 22, 23, like some of these people jumping right. around on stage, but he's still given a lot of energy. While he's That's what there. I think is interesting, you know, talking about one of my favorite songs, you know, of the year off the grid, Kanye mm-hmm. matches energy with, with mm-hmm. 5 and Playboy. Mm-hmm. And he's like double, <laughs> almost double their age. Kanye's right? like he's, dinosaur matching their energy on that. Exactly. he's matching their energy on that record. 
So I'm really, really ecstatic as a Kanye fan to see him back, like, in mm-hmm. form. Um, you know, he released the video, like, uh, was it last week? Did I don't think we talked about it because I think it was just within this past 10 days uh-huh. where he's with Sunday service. They're, like, playing in the background, and he's kind of speaking what's on yeah. his mind. And he's talking yeah, yeah, I watched that recently. Yeah, he's, he's if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, you can look it up probably, like, Kanye speaks his mind, and it's really mm-hmm. recent. He's talking about, like, that he is acknowledging that he put Kim K through a lot and he's trying to become like a better person. And it just like, you know, he said stuff like this before, right? Like he's gone through his ups and downs, but like listening to him say this, like he just sounds like he's in a better place. Yeah, definitely. He's doing a lot better. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just happy to see that for him. Yeah. I mean, he kind of admitted that like he annoyed his fans a little bit too, like with his like ego and stuff like that. And he acknowledges that. And I think the reconciliation with Drake was kind of the, uh, like the final piece of the puzzle. icing on the cake yeah I, well i think it was definitely instrumental like it, it was probably oh, okay bothering, yeah, yeah. it was bothering him definitely and i think he wanted to get it resolved and he did you know so right right um, jay prince helped with that but <laughs> obviously they were able to get things worked out so that's cool to see um so next up talking about new music a little bit here so rick ross album dropped at first we were planning on doing an episode on ross but i saw the track list and i was like nah this is yeah. not it. I have not even listened to it, by the way. Just really, I not, no. still, I don't I have no like appeal or draw to do so. There's nothing pulling me in. It's like, oh, I better go listen. Wow, I listen. I you know, there are some good tracks on there. You know, it's it's not like all throwaways. There's some interesting collaborations. Um, but yeah, you know, you were probably waiting for the Drake feature, huh? You were looking for the big names. I was looking project. for eight, not even just Drake, just a big feature, and it wasn't there. There wasn't, yeah, there weren't yeah, really so any. Was, it was a lot of smaller yeah, artists. And... It was just, I was not expecting it. I was expecting this to be a bigger release. And I guess because of that, I'm kind of put off and I'm just like, have no intention to listen to it. I'll get around to it eventually. There's some great tracks on, you know, the track with okay. Benny the Butcher is really good. Uh, yeah, like I said before, I think the Griselda mm-hmm. Cruz on a roll. Uh, but yeah, there, there are a few good tracks on there. I think it's worth listening to. Yeah, so next one up after that one is Tory Lane. So he he's actually getting some praise for this, but also, you know, he kind of ripped off after hours on this. One. I, like, I was just about to say so. So he went full on '80s synth pop. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I mean, I I'm pretty sure Tory Lane's from Toronto too. I think. Is so he? I believe he is. I might be getting confused with Trey songs right now, but um, I will let me find. Yeah, I, he is from Canada. So huh. uh, yeah. Um, interesting uh yeah because i saw this project just getting a a ton of praise uh you know online and reddit and stuff so i decided and and i decided to listen to it and uh you know the first track i was like okay it sounds kind of like normal r&b and then the second track like it has that same like almost the exact same sounds it's like he just like ripped an instrumental straight off of Mm -hmm. after hours like it's got the same percussion sound the same like yeah you're right it's like the exact same his vocalizations almost the exact same like i i don't know like i don't fault you if you like this project uh-huh. because you know uh, i think it's, it's very a- easy to listen direction. to yeah exactly but, but tory uh, lanes is just mid you know he's so inconsistent <laughs> he's so inconsistent like it's all auto-tune like tory lanes one of those artists he'll put out good stuff from time to time and he's just kind of always there you know he just doesn't go uh-huh. away but yeah i mean yeah, it's like you said, it's very easy to listen to and it's easy to like this project. So there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with liking it, I guess, in that sense. But he totally ripped off after hours. <laughs> um, 
Next one up here. So a boogie with the hoodie, actually someone who we've pretty much, I don't think we've ever even mentioned his name on this show. Uh, right. He dropped an EP, which was his first time really releasing anything in a while. Cause he had a pretty solid project back in 2019 that, you know, had a, got a lot of radio time. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like, I do like some of his songs. I've not been able to check out this EP yet, but it's on my list for this week and stuff I need to catch up on. Yeah, I did check this out. Actually, this was my favorite release of the week, right? Like, there's a lot of music came out this really, like week. I, I really thought that this project was really tight, really good. Uh, and, you know, it makes me excited to listen and, and dig a little deeper into a boogie with the hoodie, you know? that I really liked it. Definitely could see him dropping an album in 22. You know, he's one of those artists that kind of is next up in line. Watch uh, for, to- yep have at least one big radio single or something like that which he's done in the past so um so back to rolling loud a little bit because we we're obviously talking about that uh, huge festival this weekend a lot of big names there but the uh, most notable one was actually kid cuddy so he was one of the headliners mm-hmm. he made some interesting announcements he said obviously he has one album he said that's coming next summer 2022 but he also wants to drop another project before then so very interesting to see what we'll get from kid cuddy because obviously it's been almost exactly a year now since we got man on the moon three which you know, was a little bit disappointing compared to yeah. previous iterations of Man on the Moon. Um, but Kid Cudi has a lot of classics in his discography, and I'm sure that at least one of these two projects is going to end up being pretty good. So maybe Kidsy goes too. Possibly, so yeah, I- definitely. One of the bigger things, I guess, to look forward to in 2022 now, because I mean, 21 has been a great year so far, and we'll recap all yeah. of it in our episode in like two weeks here. Um, But it seems like 22 is still going to be very, very good because a lot of people who we thought that were going to drop this year, like The Weeknd and Kendrick and now even Cuddy is being added to the list. Um, It it looks pretty obvious that they're going to be dropping in 22, even Gunna, actually, because Drip Season 4 still has not dropped. So there's a lot of big names slated um, on the list here, and we're going to have a lot to speculate about. So this is Mm -hmm. I like this. This is great. Lots of, yeah, lots of stuff to keep your ear out for, you know. Yeah, definitely. Next up, uh, because we were talking about the weekend. So uh, Echoes of Silence 10-year anniversary Mm -hmm. is in eight days here, December 21st. We've already gotten the re-releases for 10th anniversary of House of Balloons and for Thursday. So it's pretty obvious we're going to get like uh, the original mixtape up on streaming. Um, And this will complete the trifecta of here of re-releases for the 10th anniversary of these mixtapes, which is great and all. But where is the dawn, man? Like, okay, it's been over four months now since Take My Breath dropped. And this really kind of leads me to believe that the album has been delayed in some way, shape, or form. Because the weekend, typically when he drops a single, the album follows within three months. Because when we look at Starboy or even Beauty Behind the Madness, we got like Can't Feel My Face and The Hills and all these singles like June, July. And then we get the album in like August, right? Mm -hmm. Like early September for Beauty Behind the Madness. Same thing with Starboy. We got the single Starboy on like September 21st. And the album was like two months later on Thanksgiving Day. So two and a half months, right? Uh, And then you fast forward to After Hours. We have Blinding Lights Heartless in late November. And then we get After Hours in March, which was about four months and a month after the title track, right? Which was also released as a single. So four month time span. But now you look at the dawn here or... I'm just assuming that's going to be the name. It's probably not, but that's our placeholder right now. We got Take My Breath, right? He did the feature run. He said he was going to drop after the feature run. And a feature run is pretty much done. He did the song with Post Malone. He did the song with Roselia. He did the song with Swedish House Mafia. So feature run happened. And 
he's in the shadows again. <laughs> you know, he yeah. he tweets from time to time, but uh, I think he's just trying to line the album up closer to the tour at this point. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a possibility. I also am really convinced that like he like now that I. Remind, I'm reminded that the third mixtape's coming on streaming. I don't think he's dropping till after that. You know, like well, obviously it's eight days away. So of course it's easy to say that now. Mm. But I think if if I had like a time machine, I could go back in time and be like, huh, you know, like I don't think he's gonna drop before that mixtape. You know, I think I don't that would think make that sense was in the plans that. though because he the reason for that is he hasn't been promoting the mixtape really. He promoted the re-release of House of Balloons, sure, but it's a label thing. Maybe I don't know, but the the Thursday re-release happened with like out any without any prior notice. I just remember right. one day it was like, oh, Thursday's now out on streaming, like the tenth anniversary. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, right, I, right, pre- right. I prefer listening to the uh, authentic version like before the remaster, just because it adds a little bit of a different feel. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously he's not gonna do it now. You know, it doesn't make sense to drop the dawn like next week. Like, why would he right. do that? Right. <laughs> you know? I like I said, it's easy to say that now, but I think going back yeah. in time, if I could tell myself that, I'd be like, oh, okay, like that makes sense. You know, I would believe it. I would uh, drink the Kool Aid. Right, but it's definitely around. It's definitely around the corner because even in if, in his little video, um, he created for uh, being announced as the Apple Music Artist of the Year, like last right. week. Um, there were some quotes in there. He was like, darkness always comes before the dawn or whatever. So it's not, he hasn't like put it on hold or anything. He's continuing right, right. to it's drop hints, you know? So, sure. um, yeah, we'll, we'll get the album. I think first quarter of 2022, if not first quarter. Uh, speaking. Okay. So we're continuing to go with this new music thing right here. Uh, Roddy rich album coming this week and actually just like, Today is Monday, so about 72 hours away, three days. Um, I saw the trailer that Roddy posted for this, and I'm actually excited for this album. I think it's going to be really good, um, and I think he really has a chance to kind of solidify himself as a force in hip-hop, uh, especially because, you know, and I have had a chance to listen to a lot of his music. He has a lot of great stuff, but he still gets the reception of a one-hit wonder sometimes because a right. lot of people don't really know many of his songs other than the box right but i think he has a chance with this album to really make a statement yeah i would agree with that you know i i think that i i do see like a little bit of hype for this album and people talking about this so i think that the you know the momentum possibility is there yeah. so if he can just pick it up and run with it maybe he can break out of the box get it Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the album is called Live Life. You know, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you missed a release that came out this past week. I'm surprised you just skipped over it. Juice World. There was a new oh, Juice that's World. True. Project. That is true. Yeah. 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 There's just been a lot. Like, I've been trying to keep yeah, it yeah, in yeah. my head. Yeah. I heard good things about it, actually. So, um, you, you know, even though we talked about last time how, like, they need to kind of chill out with this, at least so far, the reception has been pretty good, which, you know, if the reception is uh, yeah. good, then can't really fault them for that but yeah. I, I think this might be the last one I no there's there's that. another one. Oh, there's another there's one another okay. one okay. they they like yeah they have announced that there are three post posthumous projects from him and Man, so he has um, such a huge such a back catalog. catalog yeah i know a lot of people were kind of angry though because there's like some tracks that got remixed or they added drums or something and mm-hmm. the tracks originally leaked on soundcloud or something so now people are like oh we want the original like, yeah I don't know. That, that's a bit overkill. Uh, but I, you know, my opinion. I listened to this project. I, I thought it was good, but I think that they are running a little short. I don't think it was Definitely. as bad as the Pop Smoke project. Oh yeah, that was summer. not needed. 
but I, I'm a little scared for the third project. It seemed like they were stretching the material. It a could be. On yeah. this one. We might have a problem with the third one. Um, but hey, I mean, like I said, it's people seem to like this one. So, you know, good for everyone who did right. this one, right? <laughs> uh, but back to what I was saying about Roddy, uh, projects called Live Life Fast. And, you know, just everything about it seems very, like, cool to me so far, which is why... Um, I'm looking forward to it and I think it's going to be good. So hopefully it is. Um, and right. that's really all the speculation I have for that one right now. Um, last thing up here in our news here, because this was actually also very relevant. The Astroworld saga continues here. So mm. we got a, the Travis Scott Charlemagne interview. It's been a few days now since that released. Um, definitely a lot of mixed opinions on this interview. A lot of questionable um thoughts as well just right. because like you know why would you get charlemagne of all people to do the interview that's and what irked all, me the most yeah, a lot of it was very suspect too because charlemagne was clearly like you know he was asking him straight up like do you feel any responsibility and people were mad at him for dodging the question but at the same time he did it for legal reasons which is what anyone would do right he a lot of this was like prepared and he was right it on what felt like say. this interview was just for legal reasons and i think that's why a lot of people are graded by it like it, it felt like this interview was kind of very staged very processed and manufactured um so like you know the one part i understand people being upset about it but on the other part like what do you want him to do? Do you want him to get yeah, up there was, and say like, kind yeah, of his, my, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he needed to give some sort of extended statement. And this was right. really the, the like, chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. As weird as it sounds like the best way to do it without, like he was going to take heat either way. But if he just, if he just posted like an hour long, like ask me anything type of thing, he would have gotten even more heat probably, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know? So th this was kind of the most like, like, a uh, formal way to get that across um, right but you know in, in relation to that whether it's a coincidence or not cacti got discontinued the beverage um that all know, right the the spark the spiked seltzer right so that is no longer going to be manufactured and a lot of people didn't care they were like it's trash anyway so they're like yeah screw cacti. yeah yeah it was not it wasn't even that good um and then he got canned from coachella 2022 yep. um which i think is a little bit um a little bit more surprising than Day in Vegas because I thought that one was pretty obvious because it was a week later. And this one, it's kind of like, oh, we still have like five months. Like, who knows what's going to happen? But it, it was I, I, I did think it was going to happen. And, you know, here we are. It did happen. Right. In my, in my humble opinion, you know, I think this Travis interview is a little bit of like a litmus test. Not, not that this was the intention, but I think that, you know, a golden voice used it as a litmus test. People, I saw very strong negative reactions almost mm -hmm. everywhere to this interview. So I think after seeing that golden voice was like, okay, we're pulling Travis from Coachella. Like there, mm -hmm. there's no way this is going to be settled down by then. These lawsuits are going to go on for years. Like, yeah, we got to pull him. So yeah, man. I mean, his his career is kind of in turmoil right now. I don't even yeah. know like how else to put it. I mean, Nike is probably not going to drop any new Cactus Jack shoes for a oh, while. Oh, they won't. Like, no, I don't no think one, they'll ever drop anymore. No I think one wants the dropped. bad press. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the question I have is like two questions, I guess. Number one, how long is it going to take for him to recover from this? I mean, he's not going to fully recover from it ever. I mean, that's once something right. like this happens, it's hard to do that. But artists have believe it or not revived themselves i mean you look at chris brown i mean you can argue that what he did was worse in some ways because it was directly on him like obviously on him right obviously like you know you're talking about one person versus like eight in this case so mm -hmm. from like uh 
ethical and moral perspective you know there's a lot of like we could have a whole like two hours like psychology podcast and like just ethics podcast on the subject here but you know if chris brown is able to like do what he did and still headline rolling loud you know like this past weekend like he did and have a huge crowd you know which indicates that a lot of people despite what he did still um you know are receptive to his music I think in a few years, you might see something similar with Travis is like the music might be received again, but you are still going to have like a huge sect of people that are going to be like, nah, I don't mess with Travis Scott anymore. Right. I I don't know, man. Like, yeah, we could get into this for a whole episode, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too far into this, but I'm of the opinion that um, I don't think he's going to be forgiven by the public for this. I just think that the reactions were too visceral to this, Mm -hmm. like everywhere online. And I, you know, I think Chris Brown's uh you know like you make that analogy he right. that kind of happened like pre the ubiquity of like the internet like that's what I, I was gonna say the same thing right it's the cell phone era thing it's like now everything that happens you see firsthand accounts of it right, right? exactly so yeah. people are like oh like you know people form their own opinions on this for a lot like from the footage you know it definitely looks like people were like Mm-hmm. that concert should have been stopped very obviously mm-hmm. right and so because right. Of that, i think people are having a very visceral reaction i don't think it'll ever blow over right uh, and, and it's also one of those things obviously you know um with the chris brown thing it's like something that happened like you know it's like two people were involved right like you know there were no fans or like any like right. you know, listeners of his music like directly impacted by the incident right whereas in this right. case with travis scott it's like you have you know, huge fans of his who were impacted, who were like on the floor, like falling during the show and right, everything, right. right? Who were like directly impacted by everything, you know? So it's like, I, I don't want to make the analogy because it's like two very, very different scenarios. Obviously, right. both are like really, really bad. Like, I'm not trying to like, you know, um, bring out the Defend light in anything. any of these yeah, situations yeah. because they're very different. But just from a perspective of like an artist facing mass criticism for something that they did or that something that happened as a result directly or indirectly of what they did and like what the ultimate like outcome of that ends up being for the artist. That, that's just right. what I'm trying to like brainstorm here. So yeah, definitely. This is going to be something I guess we're going to be bringing up from time to time again, because I'm sure like every two, three, four weeks, like you'll get something new. new. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah, this is going to be something that we'll see how it plays out over the next like several months, really. I don't, it's going to go on for a while. Right. So mm-hmm. with that being said, let's get back to the music here. So um, really fun episode planned for today. So this was actually inspired by the uh, list that Complex released like a week or two ago. It was the uh, 20 best rappers right now under the age of 30. Um, and this is actually something I was thinking about. And I'm like, this is actually an interesting thing to discuss and debate about because it takes a lot of like clear cut names. Like if you just said, who are the best rappers right now? It takes a lot right. of obvious choices off the table. It takes Kendrick off the table, J. Cole's off the table, Kanye's right. off the table. And we spent the table. time talking about those guys on this on this right. show anyways. I don't think we spent enough Tyler's time talking the about table, the new- right? yeah yeah so this gives us a chance to talk about like a lot of people under 30 and i mean in this case for me it's like mostly people in the list that i came up with like under 26 27 even so it's not even really like pushing 30 years old like it's right really people who have been relevant only for about four to five years max some of them even like two years you know so 
definitely a lot of like um, up and coming names on this list. Uh, and so what we did for today is I, you put, you put a list together. I put a list together. So we'll just go one by one, five through one. And I guess uh, um, if we agree, like we'll, talk about it if we disagree obviously we'll argue about it um mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's gonna be at least one overlap so if we have an overlap oh, yeah. it's like i'll let you know like oh he's on the list. overlaps gonna we'll, be we'll, we'll revisit this one right <laughs> so um we'll, we'll definitely do that here um some interesting things that i wanted to note before we get started um you know when i was coming up with this list i as i realized like you know what criteria am i like considering like okay what does top five rapper right now mean right live performance ability was a huge part of my consideration um especially after seeing some of these people live only like a month ago right um actually how many of them did i see live uh about about a couple yeah so yeah about a couple okay that's 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 um (laughs) that's definitely a consideration there, but I'm also mm. going off of what I've seen on YouTube and like accounts of other people I know who have seen some right. of these people live. So that's on the like, consideration list. Um, believe it or not, streaming numbers and chart success is also for me was a huge consideration here just because of the fact that all of these artists kind of are in the streaming era, right? Their whole career has been in this streaming era and like mm-hmm. uh, how they've connected with their fans like they've had social media to connect with their fans through their entire careers. Whereas a lot of the people who we've already talked about, you know, including guys like Drake and Kendrick and J Cole, they've been part of both eras. Right. So it's a little bit different in terms of like how their quality was gauged um, before the streaming era and everything like that. Um, And then beyond that, it's really just all about like uh, uniqueness, delivery flow um, and lyrics to some extent just because it was less of a consideration for me, just because I feel like, you know, being none of these artists on my list are like strong storytelling artists. Right. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that isn't as big of a thing with the newer generation of hip hop. Um, you know, for some it is, but when I think of like storytellers, I think of like Cole and you know Kendrick right you know those are the two that come up and obviously they're not in the consideration here um but yeah I mean that that's just uh some thoughts that I wanted to get off the table here uh just so people have context behind like why I made the decisions I made what about you like what what sorts of things were you considering when putting together your list so for me my my focus is much more from the music perspective I'm thinking about who is impacting the music industry like in in the most like different ways so that's like my number one consideration is not just like sales like sales actually played a very small factor into who I would put on this list but like, so for me for the most my, part, my question there the is musical that, ability but if they're so new then like you can't how, how much can you expect them to have like huge impacts on music because that's something that like sort of happens like as they mature right so this years. is a bit of like a fork forecasting for me okay. right so it's it's like who do i think is coming out with interesting sounds right now mm-hmm. who's well positioned in the industry to okay. kind of make a big splash oh, right sure that's it's, fair. it's not so much like who's tro- topping billboard because yeah. like one hit wonders come and go right mm-hmm. like you know if you said in 2012 like soldier boy is a top that's true artist because you had like a number one hit and then like maybe one more in his whole career okay like that makes more sense so that was actually that i did consider that to some extent it's like okay like how what is the 
prospect for these guys like over the next like two three like even two three right, years, right right um, and another thing that i wanted to know is i made this list considering like a top five like right now right like i have given less consideration to the entire career more of like what's happened in the past mm. like two years because i think that is something that is important to some extent especially it'll make more sense when i start reading off some right of I, I agree with that to some extent mm. but i'm also i think i'm putting a larger factor on the whole career because okay. i think that you know to gauge where they're going you have to know like where they've been at and so like flash in the pan artists aren't going to have the kind of like stability or long mm -hmm. depth some of these other artists have had right so okay so with that being said before we start i want to list some honorable mentions here who oh yes actually please. did not make the list um and just as like a spoiler a little bit here so my number four and five could easily have been swapped with any of these two um with like two of these three that i'm about to like give an honorable mention to it was a very hard decision for me like if if we were doing like a top eight right now it would be a lot easier for me to categorize yeah, them sure. but it's like you know, I might even mid episode want to like make a swap between like four and five and okay. one of the people in my honorable mention. So it's like one, two, three for me are clear cut. It's like, that was easy. And then four and five were very difficult. And then these three who didn't make the cut could have easily made the cut. It was kind of just like a gut feeling of who I decided to go right. with five here. So I'll just list them out. So honorable mentions are Roddy Rich, Lil Dirk and Playboy Cardi. And there's um, reasons for all of them. So with Roddy, it's more about like, okay, I know that he's had some good stuff other than just the box, but I really want to see this next album and hear this next album before like, you know, I'm going to say, okay, like he belongs in the top five here. Right, 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 right. That was just more about if we did this like next week, this might have easily changed. But, you know, I might have been like, yes, Roddy Rich should not be in the top five or I could have been the opposite. Like, yes, he definitely should be in the top five, depending on how I received the album. But Roddy Rich gets an honorable mention. Lil Durk gets an honorable mention just because of the run he's had with features in the past, like since 20, like since Laugh Now, Cry Later, really. Okay. Um, like he's just been a super relevant figure. Um, and, you know, he's been around since like 2016, actually, believe it or not. But he's kind of had a huge surge because of who he's been working with recently. Right. The thing with Dirk is that he doesn't really have like a solo song. Right. That right. Really say so for yeah. me, I think Dirk is like a flash in the pan. I okay. think he's going to be gone in another year and people are only going to so, know. Though, that. That's not true because, completely you know, gone. he's going to not, not completely gone. He's going to put out a project. He's, he's going to put out a project and it's going to do good numbers because of the momentum he has. Yeah, but it's going to do good numbers. But is it going to be good standalone music? We'll I see. think not. We'll see. I think we'll it's going to be like, a, you know, it'll be a fine project, but I don't think it's going to be like a quality, like this guy's changing hip hop. I think it's going to be following the trends. I think it's going to be like kind of unoriginal, kind of generic. We'll see. What that's happens. just kind of the vibes I get from Little Dirk. So. But he definitely gets an honorable mention just because of Laugh Not Cry Later and every chance I get off the DJ Khaled project, and then Don, as, well as, as well as his work on Donda, because like, he was on Donda, right? Um, sure, on uh, sure. Jonah, I believe was it, right? I think so. I think it was, was Jonah. He? I think he was on Jonah along with the Bori. Yeah. So uh, then, last one here is Playboy Cardi, and like this one. Playboy Cardi is super polarizing, right? We know that. Some right. people love him. Some people hate him. Um, I've said many critical things about Whole Lot of Red recently. I've warmed up to it just a little bit, not completely, but a little bit more recently after seeing the energy at his live shows because I've like, it just made me like look at those live performances and be like, damn, that would be cool to experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, 
but I still stand by what I say is that the project is not for everyone. And like, not all of it is for me. Like there's a lot of stuff about whole lot of red that I don't like, but I can't deny that he has such like a cult following and the amount of hype that there was for whole lot of red, like you only get that same level of hype for like other big name artists. Right. Right. Um, And I think the ability to have a fan base like that is something that not everyone can capture. And so for that reason, I have to at least like show that recognition on here. Right. So, so I'll talk, you know, I'll talk about that more later. Um, so for me, my honorable mentions, let me just give them out now. Mm-hmm. Like first, first I want to put Corday on, on this okay. because I like Corday. I like mm-hmm. his personality. I like the music he makes, but I think he's massively overblown. Like in terms of what he's trying to do, I think he's. I've heard like, people call him shooting, corny recently. Yeah. He's, he's shooting way too far above like what he's actually done. Like he's, right. he's, he's making like, spiritual lyrical miracle sometimes <laughs> and he's like trying to start his own label and all this stuff yeah. but he he's released one solo project he has some really good tracks on it right mm-hmm. but he's released like one studio album he's not there yet and he like <laughs> i think he needs to take more time to mature where he's at and i don't know if that's gonna happen and but i think if he could he could definitely be like another level um like kendrick j cole after that wave is gone he could be that kind of conscious rapper fill that niche right i think jid is kind of in the same like okay boat as that so I'll, I'll group them both as my honorable mention like conscious rappers i think that they're people to watch out for for sure okay. uh but you know i, I think young boy never broke again also I, okay i was actually uh, i missed here. that one for whatever yeah. reason i forgot to put him there yeah 100 percent. yeah His young boy should was, was amazing like i i sincerely control was was great i like yeah. really that project um you know he's got a really hardcore following so you know Mm -hmm. he's going to have a platform for whatever sound he chooses to explore next right definitely another Um, polarizing artist so like yes definitely not i don't his music's not for everybody like a lot of people don't vibe with that aggressive kind of like uh violence infused music right but um you know he you can't deny that like you know he's older than or younger than us right like he's a week he's a week younger than me just hard to believe Um, but he has such a huge discography he's got like 10 tapes on spotify or something like that it's just insane (laughs) put out like five projects in just like you know this year or last year i think you know so it's just insane like how much he makes music um and it's not like any of it is like throwaway right like people just eat up everything he puts out so yeah young boy gets an honorable mention for sure um and then lastly I'll say Jack Harlow, not because I especially love Jack Harlow. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna comment. It, I'm not, I just I'll, I'll go on a rant, and I don't want to do that right now. I think he's positioned really well to be yes. like an ex Post Malone. Sure, I mean, of I, course. I don't think exactly. I think he's oh going the to next Post that Malone. Mm, that's I've never thought of that before. Well, not like Post Malone in the same sound, but right. he's fill that space of like the next like pop artist, the pop rapper. rapper. Right, mm. I think he's filling that space really well I, I think Lil, you can put Lil Nas X in that same space you know yeah sure yeah I think both of them <laughs> there yeah you can put both of them as kind of like this wave of pop rap and it really this is what like guys like Post Malone Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow to me are it's if you ask someone it's like if you listen to rap and they're like yeah bro I love Jack Harlow and you automatically know they're basic AF right <laughs> that that's that's the way I like sure, but what's it. wrong with what's wrong with your uh you know pumpkin frappuccino or whatever the basic you know Uggs and pumpkin latte <laughs> and, and Jack Harlow what's wrong with that man so like I don't you know, know, man. 
Okay, it's, we've we've had our discussions about TikTok and rap, and Jack right. Harlow and Lil Nas X are the epitome of TikTok success. So. Right, right. But you know, that's why I think that they're positioned really well to be oh, able. Of course, to- I mean, once you become a TikTok like artist, of course you're positioned well, right? Then from there, it's like you can do whatever you know. Right, you but but right now, I think both of their sounds are just like very generic pop sphere, of pop course. rap sphere. Mm-hmm. But it's possible at any point they could take that like momentum and just go completely left field. Well, of right? course. I mean, once you have the positioning, it's like you know you're right. You're set up. For so success, I so. I wouldn't put it past like uh, Lil Nas X to pivot into that pop rap space that Doja Cat's in and make a project. Okay, like you're that being level. weird now, bro. No, 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 uh, man. Like no, for real. No, for real. No, it's real. not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. That's that's why they're on my arm roll. I can't even that's draw it. that connection right now. They didn't break my top five. They didn't break my top five. Yeah, okay. The thing with Doja Cat is like, you know, honorable men, like sure, like I'm fine with giving her an honorable mention here, but I just feel like she's so spread out across like genres that it's like, you know, people are hesitant to like qualify a classify has her, her her as like just a rapper. Is she a pop right. artist? Is she like R and beats? She kind of just does everything a little bit. Um, I like to put her as like a pop artist who raps, you know? Um, right, right, time. right. Yeah. True. So but, I'm saying these guys are going to be in that same okay. like category. That right? is valid. Um, but yeah, let's get, let's get into it. So we'll go one by one here. If we end up having something that overlaps, um, like we can either jump, like immediately just jump and then start talking or we can like, right. what, what we can do is like, we'll just skip. And then like, you know, when it's time to talk about them, like later we can like talk, but uh, yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll start off with my number five here. So at number five, um, you might be a little bit surprised with my four and five. Um, okay. so, so number five, I'm going with Polo G. Um, and the reason that I put Polo G at five is, you know, just because of what he's done really in the past two years, right? Like he's, He's had a, like several hits and, you know, everything he puts out seems to be like very well received. And I think unlike a lot of, you know, people his age, you know, it's not just like, you know, pure mumble rap. I think he has a lot of good flows, a lot of good deliveries. Um, and the really the main thing that like solidified me, like, you know, considering him for the top five here is that he's been able to perform well with features, right? Like, especially with guys like Baby and Gunna, but he's also been able to hold his own on songs like rap star, right. Which was one of the bigger radio hits of like this year. Right. Um, so for that reason, it's kind of really just a purely like, you know, he's a hit maker and he's done it over and over again. It's not been a one-time thing. He's consistently put out songs that get very well received, like pop out again in 2019 rap star this year. Right. He definitely has an ability to make hits and i think just that hit making quality at that young of an age is something that not a lot of people have and for that reason he ends up in my top five. right and he dethroned amigos yeah no i was gonna say that yeah. too actually yeah the yeah. fact that he was able to edge out culture three for number one right um with arguably less promotion yeah oh definitely less promotion yeah, yeah. so so i i i definitely agree that that polo g deserves to be talked about mm-hmm. like i was going to mention him in my honorable mentions okay but I, but you know, I didn't want to like go on all day about honorable mentions. So I think for me, he ended up just being knocked uh, because like at the end of the day, I think Polo G, uh, like you're right, he makes hits. Mm-hmm. His music is enjoyable, but like all of his music has like the fundamental like same sound to it. And I don't right. think he's going to be one of those artists that evolves past that. Well, this I- is what I'm talking about, the projection part. Like I'm just right. projecting. 
he his music in my experience like listening to it is somewhat one-dimensional and it doesn't seem like he's interested in exploring other sounds right i mean that's true but there was also another consideration it's the fact that he did a song with pop smoke and fabio as well so he's worked with like these little tj also so sure. he's worked with drill artists to some extent which kind of leads me to believe that you know he does kind of like that genre to some extent maybe he might want to delve into it a little bit more moving forward and i think with his rapping ability i think he could make it work so like i wouldn't be surprised if he collaborated with the the brooklyn artists more in the future and that's why it's just one of those like potential prospects that like you know i see i see him going going down right. that lane a little bit more which he's definitely someone that's blown me. up a lot in the past few years i 100 yeah. percent agree mm -hmm. on that point like i think he's and he's a really young too right isn't he like yeah, he's like 22 he's not that much uh he's older than me but like only by like a few months Right. So I definitely think he's well posed and he's posed for like a pretty decent run here. Right. Especially if the sound he's picked kind of stays popular. Right. And I've heard um, his live shows are really good, too. So that was another. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But but I I uh, left him off my list for another mm -hmm. artist, I think, fills the same niche, but just a little better for my number five spot. I know it's about to set you off. Mm -hmm. Little baby. I'm so a little we'll Number we'll five. get to it Let, yeah so we know he's your number five now but he's on my list so we'll have that discussion oh, when we get to him yeah. okay. okay so I, I'll, I'll jump to number four then um so number four uh, i guess you know it's kind of fitting right here but i got gonna at number four um again this is why i said five and four it was very tough for me because at first when i was putting this together i was uh leaning towards leaving gonna off the top five right like every both like cardi and dirk for like a little bit like i had i was about to put him in in the top five right dirk i was able to eliminate pretty easily because i was yeah. like okay he he hasn't held his own as an individual artist yet it's only been like features where he's popped off so far um and then same thing with like roddy rich it was like okay i know that he has the ability but it's like i can't think of anything that like other than the like the fact that he blew up off the box still like is in the back of my mind and so that's right. why i ended up taking him off um and then cardi almost made the cut but it, it was just a consideration of like the vast polarization the fact that if we're talking about just rapping ability and delivery he gets carried by his production quite a bit um and you know a lot of his songs you can it's not even rap you know he's just making noises on top of the beat right sure so that that for me was kind of like compared to these other guys i don't want to put him in the same lane for that reason even though he's had a ton of influence on the culture right um, right but with gunna um you know he's just had like a continued upward climb since like 2017 2018 right um you know and he's always like collaborating with the young thug he has a lot of collaborations with little baby who you just mentioned mm -hmm. and you know the past like three four years he's been part of huge hits as well i mean drip too hard was like you know oh yeah hugely successful rap song he was on lemonade too and he's kind of become like a household feature anytime you've got like an atlanta or like trap artist making a song it's very like likely gunna is going to be on their album uh, you know, features for Thug, features for Lil Baby, even features for Nav. You know, they work together a lot. He's worked with Travis before, he's, you know, even worked with Drake. He's kind of worked with a lot of the big names in the industry, right? Um, right. The downside for Gunna is that he kind of seems to have reached his peak already, right? Like, yeah. I don't see where he's going to go after Wanna, because I think that was like his his best performance in terms of delivery and overall just, just rapping on an album. Because... Uh, you know, he definitely is heavily influenced by Young Thug, 
and his music is like very similar to Thugs from the beginning, but I think he's become more articulate and his mu- lyrics have just become more understandable. But they are like pretty, it's the same content, same flows like that he's kind of maintained over right. a while. The only thing that's gotten better is his delivery. So it's like, how much more can he really do? Like he'll continue to be a household feature. And like, this is maybe me putting him at number four is more of a personal thing, just because I've been listening to him for like three yeah, years. Yeah, and I, I think like that's his what it music. Is. And I couldn't really think of anyone else like with like a clear cut reason to leave Gunna off and put them on. So like, that's really the only reason that he's on here. Um, but it, it's not like uh, I had my hesitations about putting him in there. So. so so for me, I left him off for the exact reasons you were just describing. I think he's past his peak of popularity. Uh, I don't think he's of- past his peak of popularity. I just think in his overall ability to, you know, like we won't get anything new from him. I don't know. I think he's a little past his popularity too. I hundred percent agree that we're not going to get anything new part of it. Yeah. Not that that's still not a good sound, but I just think that, yeah, I, I don't think he deserves to be on this list from my criteria, which was like an artist driving a direction who's posed to mm-hmm. like, you know, I think he's already exploded and, you know, I think he's yeah. on the, the downward, um, not like in any ability, but just like, I think popularity wise, I do think he's on the downward. I think there's more interesting new artists that are rising up and he can't hold the spotlight and hold his own against them, especially when there's other other like rappers kind of taking that lane and owning it better, like Lil Baby, like Polo G, in my opinion. Like, they, you know, even though they're all like a little different. Yeah, I don't they, think Gunna's they, got they enough are, of his own lane. Each of them, like, I, I get what you mean by they're kind of in the similar lane and especially because they work together a lot, like right. the three of them. Um, but yeah, but they bring their own. Yeah, they do bring yeah. their own thing, but mm-hmm. but you know, I, I view Gunna as like little TJ with with Polo G, right? Like they have Gunna and Lil Baby is like little um, is it TJ or TJ, TJ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lil TJ and Polo G, you know, mm-hmm. they had like a really popular collaborative track together. They appear together a lot, maybe not to the extent Gunna well, and Lil Baby G have and Lil together. TJ have a few songs together, but not nearly as much as Lil Baby. And right, Baby. not I said not not nearly to the same extent, but I view it as like kind of similar you know i i think polo g is the more popular one there i think little baby is the more popular of this duo and i think Gunna's is going to live in that shadow of of a uh, little baby and young that's Thug. what surprised me a little bit because Gunna was the bigger of the two i think when drip uh when drip too hard or drip harder was released you know i would say if anything they were level in terms of like popularity right, right. but then it just seems like and i'll talk about this a little bit it's like little baby just skyrocketed and gonna kind of like slowly went up a little bit and then eventually is like peaked a year yep. or two later yep. so um, but I, he, I think he'll hold that position for a while. Like, I don't see Gunna falling off anytime soon. He's going to continue to be called. Not like off the cliff, but yeah, I think he's going to go down All right, who you got a little bit. Who you got it for? Uh, I don't want to say now because you you were uh, ripping on this earlier. I would put Doja for you know. I didn't okay. think this is no, a no. 20... That, that, I'm not ripping on it. I think that's okay, fair. Okay. I think that's fair. Right, especially if we're talking about like just influence on music and like the musical direction, I think Doja has really stepped in and started steering the, as I like to call it, like the bad bitch music, because mm-hmm. that's like kind of that genre of like, uh, you know, that's like the themes that are talked about in the music with like her, Sweetie, I think put Megan The Stallion in there. They all are kind of releasing the same types of pop space music. Uh-huh. Um. And I just think Doja is like owning that realm. The only reason I didn't put Doja on like my top five is because I put pure like people who are rap artists. Pure rap. Yeah. She's not a pure rap artist. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I don't think you can say that. But I think like just in terms of like 
I, I think that that is having a big impact on on like rap rap in general, right? Like the the female rapper is definitely something that was not very mainstream popular in like the 2000s, even the early 2010s. You don't really get a lot of mainstream female rappers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Doja is definitely. You had Nicki and you had Cardi, and then I see a lot of similarities between Nicki and Doja. Like, there's some there's some very strong similarities in terms right. of just like because Nicki Minaj had Starships as well, which was like a more right. pop based, right? When you have Doja Cat, who's kind of a in a lot of ways like she's rapping and then also doing pop hits and stuff. It, it's just right. like in terms of the level of popularity, I'm seeing very similar parallels between the two. Right, yeah. right, and, and that's why I think that, and I think Doja has more of like an artistic eye than uh nikki had right i mean you can see that with her sets too at the live right exactly right? yeah and, and the and dancing ability theme and stuff like just right. overall performance ability is right. like very good so for that reason they just because even even nikki was like at one point she was like i would have put her in the top 20 under 20 when she was just getting started mm-hmm. right like she was yeah. insanely popular getting on features with with kanye and mm-hmm. and jay-z and so like little wayne you know like the whole nine yards so mm-hmm yeah all right um number three then i guess all right so this for me was like clear cut um and this is probably i i know you definitely have him in your top five so this is probably going to be a jump here but baby keem here at number three um so here's the thing i i I really wanted to put baby keem at number two and I'll, i'll mention who's at number two when we get there but i mean i just think it would be a little bit of a reach if i put him at number two on this list just because um he is still so young and so new to everything. Whereas the person who I have at number two has been doing this for about like five, six years now. Um, but I mean, when it comes to baby Keem is like, he he's the youngest or newest artist really out of yeah. like the top five here. Like he's like 2021 20, just had his first project or first debut album, melodic blue back in September. Um, but what's really interesting is if you think about all the other artists who I have in this list, like they all started out in like the quote unquote mumble rap space. Right. Right. Uh, Maybe not Polo G as much, but the others definitely, you know, baby Keem doesn't do that. And he has great production. He puts a lot of input into the production of an album on his albums. You don't see a lot of people at this young age being able to handle beat switches in their music like baby Keem did in the melodic. Right. And right. every song sounds different. I think with a lot of these artists who we are talking about today, they have a lot of uh, similar sounds in all their songs throughout the album. Like Polo G. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest culprit. Yeah. 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 And even Gunna to some extent, but I think more Polo G. But Baby Keem is not like that. It's like every song on the Melodic Blue was unique and had something different about it. Um, a lot of variety of styles. Like he can do like the high pitched baby voice. He can do like a regular mm-hmm. voice, like we see on Trademark USA and Durag Activity. And then you get stuff like Range Brothers, where you have more baby voice throughout. Um, and even though he had huge features, like two from Kendrick and one from Travis, it, it's not like he got overshadowed completely. You know, right? Like, he held his own. There's yeah, still reason sure. to listen to the Baby Keem parts of those songs, even though a lot of people are probably going to those songs to hear their other, you know, favorite artists on the feature. I mean, Melodic Blue, quite frankly, is like well, probably one of the best debut albums I've heard from like an up and coming artist like Baby Keem. I wouldn't even call him up and coming anymore. I, he's here, you know, like I think yeah, he's already yeah. like, you know, uh, established his presence Um well I'll, I'll push back a little bit like i i think he is up and coming like this is his debut project it was very like it was not like this most cohesive like put together project that could have been the soundscape was mm-hmm. definitely all over the place 
I think yeah. that was largely intentional. It was he was like showcasing, like, hey, I'm here. This is what I can do. Yeah. I'm expecting the next project to be okay. Now that Baby Keem's shown us he can do like pretty much everything, mm-hmm. he's gonna mm-hmm. pick a sound, drill it out, really explore it. And I'm excited. His shows are going crazy too. Right. I mean, right. it's it's unfortunate that we weren't able to see him in Vegas just because we would have lost our spot at main stage, right? But from what right. I heard, it was getting like. You know, he should not have been at the secondary stage. He should have been at main stage right. considering like because it was getting really, really packed for baby Keem, is what I heard. Right. Um, obviously so Kendrick, I, Kendrick brought him out. So we did get to see oh, him yeah, for yeah. like 10 yeah. minutes. Um, but yeah. I was just gonna say that I had him at my number one spot, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Just because I think like there has been no other artist that like has been had like as astronomical success on their debut album in this list. And I'm looking at like artists under 20. Uh-huh. You're right. Like he definitely debuted and with this album. If, we're, if we mainstream. were talking about like everybody, right. there's been artists who have had bigger debut projects, right? Okay. Like, no, no, no I'm just, talking about this class. I'm talking yeah, about this class. Sure. Sure. One year olds right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not ever. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. The only thing, think, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I think, you know, one of my criteria was like, I am looking for artists that are like exploring a new sound and post to explode post to explode we've talked about right like he's got that mm-hmm. pg lane co-sign he's got you know he's got the backing of arguably the biggest hip-hop artist in the world kendrick lamar mm-hmm. um he, he's got the resources behind him he's got the mainstream appeal now you know his songs did really well from this last project people are interested in seeing him at festivals they're following him now and i think that like you were saying his sound is the most interesting of all these artists i think he's really taking an interesting approach at like deconstructing the modern hip hop song that a lot mm-hmm. of other artists aren't doing so he's doing it in a really creative way with these beat switches and i just think for that reason i think he's going to be like the number one like this is in my opinion the artist of this batch of 20 30 year olds yeah, right sure, now yeah sure yeah no i mean i appreciate that he's like actually like it, it feels the rap that he's doing does feel a little bit more traditional, you know, at least in terms of his delivery and everything um, compared to some of these other guys. Cause the, a lot of these other guys, like it is still, it has that mumble rap element to it. Right. right. Like with uh, baby Keem, it doesn't. And, and, you know, maybe I'm biased about this, but I think that the mumble rap trend is a bit of a flash in the pan. Like, I'm not going to say it's going to go away completely, but like, I think it's the same thing as like the early two thousands club, like braggadocious rap. It had its moment. You know, same thing as the 90s gangster rap. It had its yeah. moment in the sun. It had big appeal. People still listen to it. People still like it. But people nowadays aren't coming out with that same 90s sound and getting incredibly popular because yeah. the direction just evolves. I also Meanwhile, appreciate that he yeah. didn't blow up through TikTok. Like, it's more of like a natural progression. <laughs> Organic. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's my yeah. thought. That's why I would the, put Baby Keem in The only one. reason I didn't put him at number one is just because I have to give preference to the people who have like uh-huh. yeah. been doing this for a little bit longer. But okay. I mean, it, I mean, sure. The lens you're coming from, it's like, if you want to put him number one on your list, like that's fine. I can't fault you for that because like there are definitely valid reasons. Um, but for me, the, I just can't put him number one yet. It's too early. That, that's only right. the only knock for me. Um, let's get into your number two then. No, okay. My number oh, you're number three. You skip okay. my number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I had some some problems, like kind of sussing out a number three because I I didn't want to put. You know, we talked about like Polo G, Gunna. I don't want to like, in my opinion, I don't think an artist that's like a flash in the pan or following a trend deserves to be in this top five, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking for someone leading a trend. So I think 
you know, just from a, and this is like a very personal bias. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I will put like Denzel Curry in that spot. Your list is so whack already, bro. You got okay, like man, baby okay. at five, Doja. At so you already have Doja ahead of little baby. And now you have, okay, continue, continue. continue. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Let me defend myself. So I think that the reason why I'll put Denzel Curry here is because he's already gone through one major evolution in like the hip hop soundscape, right? He he was in that huge class of wildly successful yes. sound, SoundCloud rap. So I will give him an honorable mention. I think that that's fair. Um, I, I don't even know why I didn't even think of Denzel. It's probably just because I don't really listen. He doesn't to put anything out in this right? past year. That, he didn't put anything true. out this past year, but you but, know, we uh, could honestly, I would be okay with giving the entire class of 2016 an honorable mention, except for <laughs> Kodak Black. Except yeah, because Kodak Black, bro. I wouldn't put. I would put Uzi like I. I want to put him for his music, but the fact that he's just such a bonehead live he's such performer, a whack dude, right? Like yeah, the, I, I the think hell? that he loses a bit of it. But same yeah. with Kodak, he's just, he's just such a whack individual, and it's like, and, I, and you know, technically, you know, Twenty One Savage is under thirty two. Yeah, well, he's actually 29. my number two, so I will talk. We'll talk about. It. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Yeah. So, so okay. So then you understand exactly where I'm coming from. Like okay. for me, I didn't want to put 21 on this list because I thought 21 was just a little too old. You didn't put him on the list. I didn't put him on my oh, list. Okay. I think he's just a little too old. Okay. He's already almost 30, right? Okay. So because of that, I wanted to put like a little bit of a younger artist on here. So Denzel was someone else from that class who's 26. Okay. So that's who I put on here in that spot because I think he's. He's, and he's had like a long time in music. If you look back right. at his like music career, he started off like with the underground in, in Florida and he's been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's got that backing. He's got big cosigns, got people supporting him. He, he went through some mental health issues in the past mm-hmm. and that's why his career didn't have the takeoff that it did. Um, but I think that he's posed for it. I think that he has like a really hardcore fan base. He has this good style of aggressive rap that people are seeming to come back around to, like with Playboy Cardi. So I think mm-hmm. if he evolves a little bit more into that, um, a little less of the old head, a little more modern sounds in his mm-hmm. music, I think he's going to blow up. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I would have been a little more okay if you had said 21 instead of Denzel at number three. I, I think you, right. I, I don't think you should like not put 21 on there because he's too old. Like, you know, I, 30 means 30, like 29 is still qualifies. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's valid though. Like I think Denzel definitely has his like core following. I mean, you're definitely part of that. Right. Like as you, as I can tell right now, and you, you know, you saw him a day in Vegas. I didn't, I backed out before I could see him, but, um, the thing with Denzel is I just feel like he hasn't this picked up the same like head of steam as his, peers in that class have yeah. right? like yeah. i just don't think he is like compared to the other artists on these like, he's just not as big of an artist and you know overall like he doesn't really come to mind as much when you think of like okay who's like popping today right, right. so right. for that I reason agree. For, so I agree for that from reason i would not even like i, I didn't even, he didn't even come to mind for me right sure, sure, sure but but okay and then here is where i'm i'm coming at it from like the music direction what i see getting big you know, there's a really big uh, space in, in rap now for the emo rap, like that kind of bridges rock and rap. Yeah. Young Thug tried to do it on his most recent and project. Failed. Yeah, and failed. Well, he uh, didn't even do it. He was supposed he, to do he, it. The first six tracks did it. Okay. <laughs> the rest of the project Trippy did. Red so did it. There's a <laughs> Trippy Red did it. Sure, yeah, Trippy Red did it. 
if you look at Denzel's musical influences and the stuff he's put out, he has a natural knack for that type of rock music. There is a uh, like a version where he does a cover of Bulls on Parade. And people are like blown away when that came out because they were like, wow, this guy can actually like sound like a rock star. So I think if, if that genre has its moment in the sun, which I definitely think it is and it's gaining traction. I think you're overhyping it. Wow. I think you're overhyping it because none of the albums that have attempted to do that have really picked up as much steam as they should. Think about how much like they've backfired in some extent. Whole Lot of Red was supposed to be like one of the biggest albums. It backfired because of that sound. Punk backfired because of that sound. Trip at Night even backfired because of that They, they backfired because they didn't execute that sound well. I don't what, think what, what is the standard fits. for executing it well then? Like you know when even, you hear it. But, but you can't say that, though, because we there is... You can't say that. Like, mumble rap, you know, forever people could be like, oh, you know, like, old heads like Snoop Dogg were ripping the shit out of it. They're like, oh, these guys are just... But then, like, look, it's become, like, the most popular form of music, even though it's getting ripped apart by old heads for the longest time. But, okay, the... I'm, I'm trying to like wrap my head around this right now because it's like future future is like one of the guys who like kind of really push that forward. Right. So it's just one of those things that it's like, when you think about future that you look back on, it's like, has future, I mean, DS2 is a classic, right. But I'm not able to understand what you mean by like, you'll know it when it happens. Like, you know, I don't think that's valid here because every single attempt at that has backfired so far. I don't think like future really backfired with like what he was trying to do. Right. Okay. Maybe. I don't know, man. How many projects did he release before that sound caught on? There's been a lot, but the thing is he also didn't have like a huge following yet. Because guys like Playboy Cardi. It's like, this is something that was highly anticipated. You know what I mean? And then it backfired. But it's been very polarizing. You know, there's some people that love that sound and there's people that are diehard behind but, that. So but I it's just, specific I just to a whole lot of red and that's the Cardi diehards. No, no, no. I think it's coming. I, I still think that you're resisting. You You've been just... on this for like nine months now. You know, yeah, because it's, the, it's the future. It's the next wave, bro. It's the next wave. I, I don't stand know by about that. that, dude. I don't think so. I, I think it. So this is what I'll tell you. I think it, it does not work well when someone wants to stick in some AirPods and listen to some music. It does not work well. When it comes to a live show, it works great because like I want to experience Playboy Cardi like performing Stop Breathing live. Like that looks right. so much fun, but it's only in that space, right? Like it's not something that I just want to put my headphones on and listen to because it's just not the same energy. It just sounds glitchy when I'm listening to it on my own, not when there's a whole crowd around me like getting lit. You know what I mean? So sure, man. That, sure, that, sure. But I don't think you're looking. I don't think you're looking far enough ahead. That's all I I'm am. saying. I am. It's back four times. But you, you're thinking that the way of music's going to be is going to be the same. Like I'm gonna put my earbud, like earbuds in my head, and listen alone in my room forever. You know. Well, like, that's it, just the uh, meta in you speaking. Exactly. Right now. I was about to say. You know, if, if if certain companies have their way, concerts are gonna become much easier to attend in a virtual setting. You're gonna get that energy. You're going to get that same sound in the virtual environment. So I don't know, man. I think that the uh, music's going to be changing, continue to change. I don't buy that the rock rap sound will never blow up. I think that I, that's I don't blow buy up. into it. I buy into at it at all. All right. Um, that was your number three, right? Yeah, it's number okay, three. So number my number two. two, I already said it, is twenty one. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to twenty one Savage, this was also one that I was like, okay, I knew I was gonna put him in my top five, but I wasn't sure where. 
Um, and he kind of just fell into the number two spot for a few reasons, right? It's like, okay, I'm like, gonna pull OG have to be four and five. Like, I can't put them ahead of that. I uh-huh. can't put baby Keem ahead of 21 just because 21 has had a more established run so far. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. But the main thing that it was for putting 21 Savage here, and I've said this before, you know, out of the five that I've selected, you know, he's had some of the most incredible like evolution as an artist. Like, you know, you go listen to his earlier works even before Savage Mode, right? And even you can even put Savage Mode there and you mm-hmm. listen to his delivery and like the speed of how he's rapping and what he's saying. And then you fast forward to something like I Am, I Was and Savage Mode too. Right. He's be- just become so much better of an artist, like more confident, better ad libs, um, just flowing with the beat better. Um, and even mixing it up a little, he, he, he's been even doing some more melodic rap type songs right. like here and there. Um, and he works so well with Metro. So it's like, when you get that fusion, it's just like, you get a great song every time. Um, and, and I am, I was, was nominated for a Grammy as well. So he definitely has the accolades there to back it up. Um, and you know, it, it's just a style of music. Like, does he like, are some of his songs like similar in like the flows he uses and like the lyrics and ad libs like sure but at the same time I just think he puts together a great package of vocals plus production plus overall vibe that you get from the song and you know it's really the evolution for me was the big thing right right like I said I already noted that down but I also think that he has the ability to hold his own both solo and as a feature you know he delivers great features and he's worked with the big names you know he's done great solo work on i am i was um and you know even the project with metro savage mode 2 didn't even have many features on it right so you know 21 has shown time and time again that he can put together a great song um and get people vibing to it right i i definitely agree with everything you've said and uh you know i i do think he's just a little too old to go on this list for me though and maybe it's not just age, right? Like, I think he's he's been in, like, the really huge public eye for a while. I don't think I would put him on this name because he's already blown, right? Like, think I, think, so? I think in the same Gunna but argument. That should be a factor, though. He's under 30. Like, he meets all the criteria. Right, but for well put him on this there. list is, is partially, like, it's not just, like, who is big. It's, like, but who's But you're going interpreting to it that to- way. Who's going to continue to influence okay. the soundscape? And for me, I just never see anyone trying to imitate 21 Savage. Yeah, and that's, never, uh, that's I, actually another reason why I put him on here is for his uniqueness, right? He's kind of, he does his mm. own thing, right? You know, guys like Gunna, to some extent, you know, it's not entirely new. Whereas with right, 21 Savage, exactly. you're getting kind of a new type of rap with him. It's not, I wouldn't even call it mumble rap. It's just like, it's just different. You know, he, he's kind of in his own lane a little bit. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I, I don't know. I just think like when you ask people and we say like, hey, who's who's your musical influences? A lot of this new generation, they can point to Kendrick. They can point to Cole. Mm-hmm. They can point to Kanye, you know, stuff like that. I don't think anyone's pointing to 21 and saying like, oh, I was trying to sound like him because his sound is so unique. Right. I think that okay. it's just like really hard for other artists to pick up on that and for that to influence the entire direction of hip hop. But that said, you know, if he was 22, 23, if this was back in 2016, I would have put him on this list 100%. I just think his time in the sun, so to speak, for for list in my criteria is gone. Shout out to Knife Talk, by the way, still a banger. (laughs) Oh, 
Anyway, I don't think that song is that great. <laughs> let's go to your number two. You know, honestly, I was going to say the same thing. When I listened to it the first time, I was like, eh, the song's all right. But then I, 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 it blew up over the next few months. It wasn't even immediate. It was like a delayed blow up for that song, too. I don't know. Right. I think they just put a ton of money behind it and just got it played so much that it just took off. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, number two on you. So I was just talking about why I put Denzel on this list because I think he's doing that uh, interesting direction, right, of like the emo rap. And and uh, I was talking about Baby Keem being my number one spot mm-hmm. because of how he deconstructs the modern rap song. Mm-hmm. So what better artist to fill my number two spot than the artist who's attempting to deconstruct rap songs by making noise over a microphone, this glitchy. Your rap list is beat. so wack, dude. You're it's about Playboy to get clowned. You're, Playboy about to get is my number two. You're about to get clowned so bad for this <laughs> list. My number two like, because of the influence I, is happening I, right now. I would have been, insane. I would have been like even like a little like more at ease if the order of your list had been different. You know, like like okay, like sure, like you have these five listed there, but the order of those five, okay, the five are like some of them are whack to begin with. The order. Okay, Denzel's a whack either. pick. Like I said, Denzel was just because like my heart wants to put him on okay, this list sure, sure, as a whack pick. Sure, sure, sure. And he represents the 2016 like SoundCloud. You sound. can't put Cardi at number two. Yes, I put Cardi. No, at you can't two. do that. Hey, bro, you're you're ignoring, back... you're ignoring just rap for what it is. No, I'm not. Okay, but that's exactly why Playboy Cardi deserves to be on the number two spot because he is deconstructing the rap song. He's going in a completely different direction. Uh, as someone who's like a, a very he's not deconstructing it, he's destroying it and trying to rebuild it from like broken glass, yes. bro. And that's awesome. He, that's he awesome, bro. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh I don't, my god. Okay, from the music fan in me, you know, like I, I uh, love you know the indie alternative music sound, and you don't get the bands, you don't get that sound that, that we have today without having the prog rock, the avant garde of like the seventies, eighties. Without shit like talk talk doing the super experimental projects or art rock, you don't get the same Bro, modern sound. This list is supposed to be to like to take these risks, and I love that Playboy is doing it. I love that he's getting recognition, and I love that people are supporting him for it. And I think he's driving it in the right direction. Okay, I think but- when you boil it down at the end of the day, like the sounds, like using sounds in hip hop, but he's not doing that. This is producers. No, said, no, no, no. Okay. We said top five rappers. We said top five rappers, right? I said top five rappers. Playboy Cardi not even rapping on half his songs. <laughs> production. See, I'm thinking, bro, rap art like rap. Playboy artists. Cardi wouldn't he, he wouldn't be where he is without Pierre. Sure, sure. But Pierre is a standalone on his own at the okay, same but, level. Cardi yeah, has that he, personality. Cardi's got that sound. Bro, it, it. I just cannot believe Cardi's not even getting the night spots at the festival. He's performing during the day at Lala. If you're performing during the day at a festival, that means you're not at the like. Who cares how big you are right now? This list is about uh, who's blowing. Dude, he's bro. been relevant since 2017. Magnolia is and like he's going getting bigger. Five years he's only old. getting bigger, bro. But you, you didn't put 21 on your list because you're like, oh, he's been he's around just- for too long. But he didn't he's- even blow up like that until like 2017. And that's no 21, bro. No, 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 no. Yeah, that is not true. Okay, anyone out there, 20 21 has been big for way longer than 26. It was Savage Mode was a turning point. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Magnolia was about a, like a year later. Not did even. not get nearly as popular as Savage Mode. What do you Mode. mean? 
and not have nearly the same amount of dude. Okay, Magnolia went viral. Playboy's on the come up. That's all I'm saying. He's I'm not on the there. come up. He's been like like highly relevant since Magnolia, and then he dropped Dilit a year big. later. I think I think you're a clown if you're not recognizing that Playboy sound is catching on. People want to hear it. It's still blowing. Okay, no, I, I, I acknowledge that, but we're that's what about, I've been saying. We're, you're, we're, you're calling we're, me a clown. We're, we're talking about <laughs> rapping ability here. Playboy Cardi not no, even we're rapping. Not. In the list, you said top. 20 rappers under 20. That was the list you okay. based this off of. Okay. That does not have anything to do but with that the top five dude, flow, top five, five lyrics. 19. It's the whole 19 package. 19 on the complex It's the whole list. package, bro. Okay, bro. 19 Who on the complex about the comp- list. This is my list, bro. Complex oh is gosh, dumb, dude. dude. No, so like, so let me get this straight. First of all, okay. Um, I, I told you I'm bringing the ammo. So the ammo is still locked right, and loaded. But it's come of, with it, bro. So you put baby at five, which is like, oh, I'm, first of all, I'm surprised you even put him in the top five. Because I was expecting you to trash him even more. Bro, based on our he's, but, he's the artist doing that sound the best. He's okay, doing the so, Atlanta sound the best. So okay. I'll put him on there. Of, of the first artists on 20. First of all, you're putting Doja ahead of Lil Baby. Of course. Then you're putting Denzel at three. And then you're putting... Cardi at two. So you're saying Cardi ahead of Doja and yeah. ahead of Baby. And yep. then you're putting Baby Keem ahead of all of them when Baby Keem of only course. has a debut album. That's because he's blowing, bro. Again, if you look at my list versus your list, my list is like who's coming up and who is going to lead the direction in the next five years. Your list is who's at the top hitting Billboard charts right now. But the thing is, they're going to continue to do that. Okay, here. No, let me, not, let me, let me get through, in the pants. Let me, let, me, let me get with my number one here. This is where okay. I brought the ammo. So it okay. should be pretty obvious by now. You know, I've already mentioned four of them. Um, the only one I haven't talked about yet is Lil Baby. Um, you know, this year especially, believe it or not, Lil Baby after Drake has probably been my favorite rapper that I've been listening to this year, this calendar year, especially the past like two months, just like leading up today in Vegas. And then the energy and like, you know, I, I just like became even a bigger fan after seeing him live because I was not expecting like him to have like a super great live performance, mm-hmm. but he did. Like I was blown away by his performance. And I said time and time again, it was like the second best that I saw after Kendrick. And I clowned you for leaving his set because I told you that was a bad move. You should have stayed, but Different story. Can't change what happened now. Um, this is what I'll say about Lil Baby. So I'll give a little bit of context and then I'll talk about why he's like clear cut number one on this list. There's not even any competition from two through five, like for Lil Baby on here. And here's why. So his rise to fame has really been meteoric, right? He went from like literally hustling in the streets, you know, like not even rapping. He doesn't even do music in like 2016-ish. Um, Mm -hmm. and he seemingly started rapping overnight. Like, you know, he just saw one of his buddies, you know, doing it once at the studio and he decided to try it. And then he just like, you know, started, you know, really enjoying it. But here's the thing. He never had any intentions of taking it further. And the reason for that was, is because he said this, he was making more money hustling, like in the streets at that time. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but like these guys who, do this kind of stuff in the trenches in the streets. Sometimes they make a lot of money off of it, even mm-hmm. though it's like, you know, illegal and a very dangerous lifestyle to be in. They make a ton of, ton of money off of it sometimes. It's hard to get them away. So uh, being from one of those hoods in Atlanta, right? You know, the connections are there, you know, eventually you'll run into them. And so 
uh, Young Thug found out about him, uh, you know, being in the studio and he started paying Lil Baby to go to the studio because he thought he had potential. So Young Thug was paying Lil Baby to stay off the streets and go to the studio, right? Just so that he was making more that way and he wouldn't be stuck in that lifestyle and he was actually making music. So um, his first really, well, his first song that put a lot of people on notice is it, the name is Freestyle. I mean, it's not like, it wasn't just like a on the spot freestyle, you know, like the song itself is called freestyle. So this was in 2017, it dropped. Um, but I think the masses really heard little baby for the first time um, on yes, indeed with Drake. And because this, the song charted immediately, right. It was, you know, it was a Drake feature. A lot of people who like us who are around hip hop, they also knew about little baby because he was uh, part of QC now at that time. So like 2017, right. he joined QC. So he's like right up there with Migos and Lil Yachty. And then Lil baby was kind of the third biggest artist at the time, both Migos and Yachty were bigger than Lil baby at the time. But, um, you know, Migos had a reputation at the time of uh you know shouting out their label mates a lot so yachty got a lot of love from the migos and Lil baby also got a lot of love for the migos for being part of that little clique that they had going there but yeah you know he goes on yes indeed in 2018 um and this is like when a lot of people first heard him and he was still pushing that high-pitched voice a lot you know like he, mm -hmm. he really kind of embraced that it's like the name Lil baby he wanted to I'll bring that out through the music so he did like what's called the baby voice baby keem does this too you know he uses right, like a high-pitched right. voice and i'll admit the first time i heard it i was like i don't know if i'm a huge fan of it right like i only would listen to yes indeed for the drake verse because i was still like you know a huge drake fan at the time um but it slowly started catching on even though yes indeed was like one of his weakest performances you can say like to date right because he was still new to the whole thing um, but what this did is it kicked off a massive run in 2018 because he had a, his album Harder Than Ever that dropped shortly after that had Yes Indeed, as well as Life Goes On on it with Gunna and Uzi. Um, Sold Out Dates was another huge hit from this year. And here's where actually a little bit of Gunna influence comes into play, because if you've heard Sold Out Dates, Travis copied Gunna's flow on Yosemite. So there is a little bit, it's like a special case because Gunna was featured on the song. It was produced by Turbo. So it's a special mm. case, but I didn't want to point that out so that we're not just completely saying Gunna is not like, you know, influential at all. Just a little bit. You know, we did get a little bit there from Gunna. But um, Street Gossip was another album that Lil Baby released in 2018. So it's kind of like he got the positioning from Drake and just took off with it from there. And he gained sure, like a huge sure. following through that. So at this point, by the end of 2018, like Lil Baby's up there with Gunna. Um, Cause that was also the year that he did um, Drip Harder, the Cole collab tape with Gunna. Mm -hmm. And there were multiple songs off that, that blew up. Um, obviously Drip Too Hard, you know, that was a huge hit for a long time. Uh, Close Friends is another one you hear on the radio a lot. And then also Never Recover because Drake was on it. So you get another Drake co-sign on this project, right? relatively quiet 2019 uh had a few spots on the qc compilation album the second iteration of that and then here's really where it blows up right when you get my turn at the top of 2020 um he had one single i think leading up to this it was whoa which did really well on the charts but my turn but surprisingly and this really caught me off guard because i was a fan of little baby at this point but not like a super fan mm -hmm. it really mm -hmm. caught me off guard because of how critically acclaimed it became in such a short amount of time because right, right. you know it was like it, it it did huge numbers like first week it did like two hundred thousand plus which is like unheard of for somebody that new to the game and this was a second studio album officially for talking mm -hmm. you know 
specifics here. Um, and just like 21 Savage, like his evolution from this baby voice mumble rapper to someone who's like epitomizing Atlanta street rap now. Right. It's just been crazy. So you look at the evolution, it's definitely there. It's there. It's there. Like, yeah, like, no doubt. Like I said, with my turn, the critical acclaim was there, ruled the charts for weeks. And then just when you think that it's like starting to tail off, um, you know, we get the George Floyd um, killing and then BLM movement in June. And then later in, uh, later on, around that time, he drops this song, The Bigger Picture. So not only does this song debut number three on the Hot 100, it propelled my turn back to the top of the charts and, and the deluxe version of my turn, actually. And so what ended up happening is my turn became the number one streamed and sold album in 2020 of any genre, not just rap, any genre, period. Um and the bigger picture is like, it's a pure conscious rap song, you know, about like police brutality and all that stuff. So now you have an Atlanta street artist doing conscious rap, like seemingly out of nowhere. Um, whereas a lot of his music has been the complete opposite of those themes, right? And so this was a big shift uh, for a lot of people with Lil Baby, but the song was very well received. Um, you know, it did great, you know, got a lot of radio time and it just propelled him even further off of the success that he was already having because the song got nominated for multiple Grammys. And, you know, this is really, I think, the defining moment that separates Lil Baby from like the rest of the pack here, just because of how impactful that song was. And other like artists like this just don't drop conscious songs like this, like out of nowhere. Uh, and since then, since 2020, it's like you fast forward to 2021. Lil Baby is like one of the most coveted features right now in rap period. And right. you just look at what he did this year, wants and needs, you know, top three hurricane, you know, did a song with Kanye in the weekend. And then another one with Drake with girls want girls, which was also top 10. So that's like three top 10 songs right there. Um, and pretty much anything he's featured on ends up becoming madly successful now because um, you just, it's, it's just insane. He now actually has, 92 entries on the Hot 100. That's more than Eminem. He's 10 away from Jay-Z. And then the other people ahead of him in rap on that list are Nicki Minaj, Kanye, Lil Wayne, and Drake. So that's the company that he's in. And he's only 26 right now. Um, and you just look at like the other details just beyond the music itself. He's an incredible live performer, like I said. Raps effortlessly with these fast flows, authentic content. And he actually freestyles most of what he does. So he writes very little. Um, he has street anthems. He has braggadocious rap, like with Woe and Drip Too Hard. He has melodic rap with Emotionally Scarred. He has conscious rap with The Bigger Picture. Surpass Migos on their own label in terms of popularity because he runs QC now. Like Mio's not running QC anymore. And that's why they've been salty about it. And they're not shouting out, like, you know, their label mates anymore. Migos and Lil Baby actually have beef, which we'll talk about maybe at some point, but it's actually pretty bad. They don't get along anymore, even though they're on the same label. Um, like I said, already ahead of Eminem on Hot 100 entries, getting to Jay-Z soon. He'll, he'll catch up to him in 2022. Easily the best rapper under 30 right now. And like, he's one of the best, period. And I think anyone who thinks otherwise is still viewing him as like a street rapper and viewing him as like in a different lane when really... Like he's one of the most dominant in the game right now. Like easily number one on this list. I would even make a case for him top five period, like general right now. All right. All right. That's my ammo. That's my spiel. That's my spiel. That's your ammo. Okay. Okay. Floor is so, yours. So let me, let me, okay. So I put him at number five for some of the reasons you just mentioned, right? Okay. I think when you're comparing him to his contemporaries, like without a doubt, he's releasing this brand of like conscious rap. He's without a doubt the most popular 
So he is definitely doing things that the other artists like Gunna, like Polo G are not. And for that reason, he broke my top five. He's on there. But, and this is the but, you just mentioned him, Lil Baby, in the mm-hmm. same, in, in, in that, as Jay-Z, as Eminem, mm-hmm. as Kanye, mm-hmm. as Nicki, mm-hmm. right? You just mentioned him in the same breath. Mm-hmm. And yet, I cannot go to my casual friends mm-hmm. and say, hey, spit me some little baby bars. They will not be able to. If I went up to a friend and said, hey, spit me some Eminem bars. Hey, like rap. If you came to me and said spit some Eminem bars, I'd have to think about it. Just because I haven't but listened to him in so long. If, if you hear the real Slim Shady come on the radio, you are going to be able That's to true. start. That's true. That's true. I do and not so, think. I mean, when you look at those numbers, it is definitely fueled by the facts. Like, you know, little babies in the streaming era, right? So right. obviously, it is going to get inflated a little bit from that right. sense, right? I but think he, it's rampantly inflated. That's okay. my argument: is that he does not actually have as much like broad popularity as you're saying that he has. That, like, he's I think insanely that's popular on the features. I agree with that. But like, I think within the space of people who actually listen to hip, like rap and hip hop and R and B, I, I mean, it's there's no way you can not like people have not heard Lil Baby, right? He's right. Relevant. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. And like obviously, right now, like if you ask someone, like who would you rather listen to, Baby or Migos? It's like, of course, like you know, they're probably gonna say yeah. Baby at this point. Yeah, right? yeah, no question, um, no question. That's why Migos is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why they fell off so hard. Polo G even beat Migos this year, right? So, mm-hmm. but so for those reasons. I think that you're overstating his case to be the number one spot. And then really, I think that the nail in the coffin for me is just, I do not see the Atlanta. I think the Atlanta rap sound is on its way out the door. But I don't even think that he's necessary. And so I don't think he's having an influence. But I just said that he he did the he's done all sorts of different types of music. It's like you don't really associate melodic rap with like Atlanta trap. You know, there's just completely very different things. Emotionally scarred does not sound like an Atlanta song. You know, like he that's where his origins are in Atlanta street rap. But it's like he's surpassed that so much. Like he he's just in a completely different space now as an artist. Which is why I'm interested to see what he's going to do with this next album, right? I think he really needs to like sever from it because I okay. think in a lot of people's minds, he's not okay, right. Like, sure, I think fair. he still has this just because you can release one conscious song, just because he can release like different sound, but no one else that we've talked to about today has really done that. Is my point. This is like the one thing, if we can pinpoint that separates him from everyone else, is that Lil Baby dropped the bigger picture and it was impactful and it was great, right. Yeah. I don't think any of the other eights have under many, 20. We've yeah, yeah. About. Well, no, I, I don't want to say like 20 I mean, because we've had under 30. Sorry, under 30. That's what I meant. Oh, okay, yeah, the other yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of the like, yeah, like, none right. of them have done that, right? It's just the bigger picture alone is enough ammo for me to like separate him from the rest of the like, gun is not dropping the bigger picture, you know? Yeah, like, you're he's right, not right, going right. to be able to do it, right? That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But, but when I, when I, when I'm making my list, I'm also looking at who's influencing like the future, right? I, I think that's the difference. I think at the end of the day, my list is who, who I think is going to be pioneering the next sound in hip hop. When I think really that that was a misunderstanding and, and your list is like, who is pioneering it now? Like who's owning it now? Well, I think right? Lil Dur- a lot of Lil Durk's success can be attributed to Lil Baby. And I don't even think Gunna would be as big as he is if it weren't for Without the collaborations Lil with yeah. Lil Baby, right? Like he's sure. definitely... He's definitely caused a lot of artists to elevate along with him. Right. I agree with that. And so I think if you're looking at just now, I think Lil Baby is very high up in, in like terms of popularity just now. But I just don't see him having the longevity. 
Just wait till this next album. Because I'm sure, I'm sure in the that... pan. Because of that effect we just talked about. Because I can't go up to my casual friends and say, hey, like, the real Slim Shady's on the radio. Let's wrap along to it. You know, like, hey, uh, bigger pictures on the radio. Let's wrap along to it. Right. They're like, also looking at someone who's been around for like 25 years versus someone who's been doing this for four. Right. And they've been around 25 years because they have the longevity. Right. I don't think a little baby has the longevity. I mean, even Eminem fell I'm off arguing. like eight years ago. But people will still get excited for his new projects. People will still listen to his old music. I'm arguing I does not feel like Little Baby has that same longevity. So I think Who's maybe playing Little Baby's music from three years ago in like the mall. You're not hearing it. You're not so hearing. I think maybe what it's gonna too hard. I think you're hearing. Maybe what it's gonna come down to is like what does he do with this next album? Because I'm sure that he's gonna like do something new that he's not done before. I there's no way I see him like just you know sticking to what's already there. Like I I right. see okay. him as someone he's who's gonna experiment with something to be different. able to take the next step. Yeah. Sure, he's gonna experiment, and for that, like he he breaks the top five. He, he will experiment. I have no doubt of that. The question is, will it be able to like get longevity? Will it be able to stay in the mainstream's eye? Will people think, oh yeah, I want to go listen to that little baby project that's five years old? And I think and you're I gonna get that. I wouldn't be surprised I don't if you know bought if you that with will. my turn. I mean, it's two years, and my turn is still like you know. I don't know anyone listening to it. I mean, I'm listening besides, to you, but I'm telling you. Exactly. Besides but, you, yeah. but, but like at the same, I think it's one of those projects, like I still hear it on the radio. Like I don't listen to the radio that much, but when I like turn on the hip hop and R&B station here, I'll still hear Emotionally Scarred being played from time to time. It's pretty crazy actually. Cause like it surprises me sometimes when I hear it, but I hear it. It's still being played. I don't hear it. So that, that's why I'm I just, saying I just think it's, it's music that, for whatever reason, even, even, I mean, emotionally scarred didn't even chart that high. I think it peaked at like 30, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, a lot of radio stations just like carried it. They would like put it into their like hourly rotation, at least from what I noticed. We'll see. I think this is something that we'll, we'll have to leave up in the air just because he's still right. like, you know, I mean, only two studio albums in, right? Like, yeah, right, he's got right. a long way to go. I'm actually surprised. Well, he he did drop Voice of the Heroes in 21, right, with the collab tape with Dirk. But um, right, and yeah. and uh, that didn't really do nearly as it, well as it, you would have. It, it did, did pretty well. I mean, I I personally I I wasn't as big of a fan of it just because like it, it didn't have like the same energy right. that my turn had, and I don't know if that was more Dirk or more Baby's fault, right? I just think that they were like in a space they wanted to do a quick tape together. I don't know how long they spent on it, but. I mean, believe it or not, it stayed on the charts for a long time. Like, you know, right, we, were, we, we even we that. talked about it. We were like, bro, why is uh, Voice of the Heroes still number one or something? Right. Like that? If like, we were talking about it like yeah. that, that's my argument that mm-hmm. I don't think it's got the longevity, you know. But that's just me. We'll that's see. just my opinion. I think, I, I think with I, the next well. project, I think with well, definitely this is another thing that's going to be on the lookout for 2022. It's like right. when is little baby dropping and what is he going to bring to the table? Because I think at this point he's going to do 300k easily. It's just a question of like. But you know, my list, I yeah, I just don't think it's about the numbers, man. I, I you know, sure he'll do a 300k when it drops, but like, mm-hmm. how long is it going to stay up there? How long are people going to keep listening to it? Well, I mean, my turn stayed up. Like I said, it ruled all of 2020, even though it dropped in like January. Well, my turn, like 2020 was a maybe for music, man. That is true. But remember, you have to remember that After Hours still happened in March and it was still able to hold its own. Okay. I know I know it's not um, hip hop, but it's still like the biggest project of the year. So it, it didn't okay. knock it off, you know, because he was still able to have that resurgence in the summer, even after. Right, right. Right. I just I'm just saying like I, I I think that 
there's a valid argument that he could end up having that long jet. Like, sure. Like when you, when you present the argument that he's doing numbers like those other people, if that is true and those numbers aren't inflated and it's actually that popular and I'm just like out of touch with how popular little baby is, <laughs> then sure. I think you are right? a little bit. And I think it's just because like your lane, you know, it involves guys like, you know, Earl sweatshirt and Corey day. And you listen to a lot of these people. Yeah, so you're yeah. not fully, you're not fully in with like the Atlanta street side of everything. Right. So, right. Because- but my, my thought process is that, you know, if I'm not as into that, then maybe that's on the downturn a little bit. No, I don't think that's how it works. But anyway, I guess it was something we'll have to leave up in the air. We'll, we'll, have, to, to, we'll have to observe this over the next like year and see what ends up happening. All it's right. Yeah. Interesting. I know my list was a little whack, uh, but you know, I'll stand by it. You know, I was, I'm thinking I'm looking in the future. I'm looking at who's going to be big in the future. I'll say Denzel was really whack and even okay. in that case, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm open to the, Clowning. I'm confident Look, with my list. I think I, I put a lot of thought into this. So I'm good with what I think. I, stand. I think putting Gunna and Polo G on that is clown. It was I, like I said, maybe like it was difficult. Like you know, like just yeah. give it like Playboy. A few Playboy definitely wanna... deserved to be on it. No, like it was. It was hard for me. It's just like there's certain like personal reasons for why like I couldn't just put him on there. Mostly because of how I received a whole lot of red. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, like four and five were very like penciled in. Like I, there could it wouldn't be hard to convince right. me to like change them depending on what happens in the future here. So, all right. Okay. Well, that was a long episode. That was an interesting one. I enjoyed doing that. Um, yeah. So we'll be back uh, with like there, we've got only like two more and then we've got our recap. Right. Right. So yeah, definitely got a lot of more fun stuff coming up. Looking forward to that Roddy Rich this weekend. I think it's going to be something super exciting and we will be back in like less than a week now. Right. Yep. Yes. <laughs> a few days. Yep. Thanks to everyone who got to this far. And like I said, we'll be back very soon.